Today we have the feast day that celebrates our devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, to Jesus making himself present in the bread and wine. We celebrate this feast, this solemnity of Corpus Christi, and the U.S. bishops have put us in the middle of a three-year process of renewal, where they've called on us and they've asked us to renew and deepen our understanding and our devotion and our reverence to the Blessed Sacrament. And so I have a few thoughts to offer as we make our way through the readings that the Lord has provided for us today. In our first reading, we have the people of Israel recognize that God was faithful to them because in the desert, where they didn't have food, where they couldn't provide for themselves. They had called out and they had complained and they had recognized that they needed, in fact, food to be provided for them and God chose to provide them with food, to provide them with manna. They'd never seen anything quite like it before. He fed them for 40 years with this manna. It's like flakes that would show up on the grass or that show up on the sand in the desert. I don't know how exactly the process would work to scoop up some of the sand and get your morning bowl of breakfast, but it was the way in which you would be fed because God said that he would provide for us. And so this became the type of bread, that base, that staple, that carbohydrate, that energy to be able to continue their journey to continue their 40 years in the desert, the way in which the Lord was growing in them the trust to be able to truly enter into the promised land, to have that trust that the Lord would protect them and defend them as they would seek to take the land that the Lord was desiring to give to them. And so when it comes to identifying this food that is provided, the food that God provides, it also becomes for us a sense and a moment for us today in our Eucharist, in what we receive, that the Lord himself, again, is the one who feeds us. He gives us spiritual food for the journey to help and assist us in the living of our lives of faith. The feast day that we celebrate, this feast of Corpus Christi, <clears throat> it's connected to a Eucharistic miracle that happened in the Italian town of Bolsena. And what normally happens when we celebrate our Mass is that when the priest says the words, the body, the, the bread and the wine, the gifts that we offer, through what will through what we call transubstantiation, still looks like bread and still looks like wine, but we believe that it has become, in fact, no longer bread and wine, but that it's actually the body of Christ that we receive, that it's actually the blood of Christ that we receive. But the Eucharistic miracle that happened in this Italian town of Bolsena was that when a priest was offering Mass, this miracle happened in which during the consecration, the host that he consecrated, the bread that became Jesus, the host bled onto the corporal, to the white cloth that was there on the altar. 
that when we say that it's the body and blood and we believe seeing the signs, seeing the sacramental way in which Christ makes himself present. But in this miracle, there was a physical sign showing that what we claim to believe has the truth of God revealed in a particular and a special way. And so the, the corporal was taken to, this, to the basilica, to the cathedral in Orvieto, and you can see it to this day. If you go to Orvieto, you can see the corporal that's been preserved, that has the stain of blood on it from when the priest offered mass. It's a miracle because what happens here for us every time in God's faithfulness had a particular way in which what was shown and what was revealed uh, <clears throat> took a physical form to help and assist us, not replacing the gift of faith that we have in who God is and how he works, but a particular and a unique aid for us to help and assist us in acknowledging our faith and being able to respond and rejoice in the gift of our faith. The sequence that we read today that, <clears throat> that talks to us about the beauty of the gift of the Eucharist was composed by St. Thomas Aquinas. He was a Dominican priest, and he wrote this and was asked to present it as a particular type of meditation or a particular type of, of, of hymn of praise that would be part of the church's feast, that part of the church's calendar in which we say that we are celebrating the faithfulness of God showing up for us in the Eucharist. And so we continue to have those words. We continue to have these moments in which these miracles have shown up over the centuries in different places and different times. Not replacing our gift of faith, but pointing to the miraculous that God still at times truly does show us in a surprising way the truth of the faith that we believe, that we hold, and that we profess. In the second reading that we have today, St. Paul talks about the fact that we have the one bread and the one chalice, the one bread, the one cup, and that the, source of, and that the Eucharist is meant to be a source of communion for us. It's supposed to be something that unites us and gives us a strength of, a, uh, of the unity within the church. And so part of this gift of the Eucharist that St. Paul acknowledges is the fact that what happens here on the altar here in Clearwater, Nebraska, is the same as what happens, is the same sacrament, the same reality, the same truth as what happens anywhere within the United States, within the world, in any country, in any language in which the words of the Mass are spoken Jesus makes himself present because Jesus came to be the savior of not just some, but of the whole world. One of the moments of the mass here that happens is we acknowledge that we break from the one bread. That's what St. Paul says. And there's the priest host that gets fractured, that gets broken during the time of the Lamb of God. And 
Maybe you notice and maybe you don't, but there's a small particle that we break off, and you'll see me make the sign of the cross as I place it into the chalice. That, that portion, that particle, it's called commingling, but what it ends up being is it comes from a tradition going back to uh, the medieval or the, the Middle Ages in Rome, in which the Pope during the season of Lent would have a mass that would then be celebrated for all of the people within the city of Rome, and they would take communion from the mass that the Pope would celebrate to all of the places where they would be having mass and they would be celebrating, and that host was then placed in the chalice as a sign of unity, that there is one mass, one bread, one host, one chalice, that the same sacrifice is made present in all of these moments and times and places that the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that happened once for all is made present for us again, and that there's a unity that stretches across all of those places that what we do, in fact, claim to share, what we do, in fact, claim to have, what we do, in fact, claim to receive is the one bread and the one chalice that the Lord offers to us. When Jesus speaks in the gospel today, in John chapter 6, he talks to us about giving us his very self that we would be able to eat and that we would be able to consume. And the type of change that happens for us here at Mass, we believe, is something that is permanent. That when, when we say the words of consecration, that what happens and what takes place, we can't undo. If there's communion left over, we don't put it back in the cupboard and say that, well, we'll use it the next time. But instead, we recognize that it is still the presence of Jesus and we place it at the center of our church. We place it at the center of our worship where we let Jesus be the beating heart at the center of who we are as Catholics and the center of who we are as a people of faith. And then we do receive the Eucharist. The Eucharist that we receive at this Mass or was consecrated at a previous Mass, it's the same Eucharist that we receive that gets consecrated, that is present for us, that we are able to have. And as Jesus seeks for us to be fed, he makes himself present for us. He makes himself available for us in a very radical way that in every Catholic Church around the world where we see that red sanctuary lamp lit, we know that the Blessed Sacrament, we know that Jesus is there in the tabernacle waiting for us. It's an image that goes back. Its precursor was the experience of the Israelites in the temple. Because in the Jewish worship around the time of Jesus, there were synagogues, there were places where they read the scriptures every weekend. And the scriptures they felt were alive because the word of God was read and was explained. But the presence of God wasn't there in a profound and powerful and potent way. But in the temple, they believed and they acknowledged that in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies, that was where God had his holy glory dwell. And the high priest would go in on the Day of Atonement. He would take the blood that was sacrificed from the animals for, to, to acknowledge and ask for the Lord's mercy, for the sins of the people, for the sins that have been committed around the world, and the, 
And the high priest would go in and he would place, he would bring the blood into the Holy of Holies and he would speak the name of the Lord, asking for him to be merciful. One of the beliefs and one of the senses was that because of how great the glory of God is, the presence of God is, there was the fear that somebody who might go into the temple, into the Holy of Holies, might be overwhelmed by the presence and glory of God, and because of their experience of God, might in fact even die. So when they would send the high priest in, they would tie a rope around his waist so that if something were to happen, they could, well, get him out of there. But the holiness of the presence of God, the way in which God chooses to dwell here with us and for us here in our church, here in our place, God wants his gaze of love to be received by us the way that we're able to receive it. We receive communion, we take time in prayer, we acknowledge that we can stop in and we can say hello, we can enter into this place of the Holy of Holies and God has chosen to dwell here with us and for us. So what we celebrate here is the fact that God is the one who wants to be the source of our life, our food for the journey, our strength for being able to live our faith, not just when we're sitting here within the church, but when we walk out the doors into the world. And we let the Lord be the source. We let the Lord be the anchor of who we are as a people of faith, and we celebrate the fact that God makes himself so radically present by giving us the gift of the Eucharist, the most holy body and blood of Jesus. Amen.